Hello, this is Black Country Blokes chewing the fat. Listen, listen, listen. I've been hearing a lot lately about men don't talk. But in my experience, men do talk, just people aren't listening. So it's going to be me and a group of blokes discussing our struggles and victories through life. Warning, there may be some bad language, so apologies to all the mums, especially on my own. Let's get going. Listen, listen, listen. I've been here. This is the Black Country Blokes chewing the fat with me, Kev Dillon, Lee Cadman, and today we're joined by Tom Garrett. Now today we're going to be talking about something that so many people go through, but not many of us blokes talk about. It's about losing a child, be it in um, pregnancy or stillbirth, and a lot of the attention goes on to women. And possibly rightly so. I mean, they've created this this being in their in their body, but they often forget about the dad, who's also created a child. And I think sometimes when we the force of this wonderful child going to be the apple of our eye, and that's taken away, they forget it hurts us blokes too. So thank you, Tom, for coming on, bro. No, and no if you'd like, no. and if you'd like to tell us about the circumstance, please. Yeah, so um, just probably about three years ago now, uh, just two, about 2017, yeah. Um, obviously, my brother half, she, uh, she gave birth at 23 weeks. Um, obviously, it was a very, very difficult thing for, for both of us, really. I mean, sort of, you know, people know ourselves when, you, you know, you find that you're having a baby, just sort of, you know, going to, like, mother, things like that, mentally preparing yourself for it, you know, and obviously to not, sort of come home with the baby afterwards, you know, so it's a hard thing. And, you know, I, my, my missus, you know, she was like a soldier for it. i got to take my off to her because I think she held it probably together more than I did, which, you know, should be the other way around, really. But that was a very difficult thing for, for both of us. And, you know, it still affects us in ways now, really. Of course it's going to. And um, it's one of those things, it's, it, it stays for you, I imagine, because that, that fear of loss and... You said um, because you had to give birth, so going through all the the pain for the pair of you of going through the actual delivery, then yeah. having the end result. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that that was, you know, that the hardest thing, especially like sort of being in the in the hospital uh, same room as where she, you know, sort of gave birth, and then you could still hear and you know see all the children being sort of born, going past with balloons and things like that. You know, it was. Looking back on it, you know, it takes a while to process things like that, I think, really. And I think even now, you know, it hurts, really, I think. For it. And, and so, you know, it's, it's just perfectly normal. I think I've realised that definitely myself over the last sort of two or three years. And like you say, when just stupid things like when you see kids outside, you know, playing, running around, you know, it does come back to you, really. Of course it does. Of course. And did you, did they offer you any counselling at the time? Um, not really, no. I mean, there was a lot of sort of, you know, different, a lot going on, obviously, at the time. And um, there was a few sort of leaflets I was given. Um, but, I mean, I've sort of been through a bit of counselling prior to, to that time anyway. So, I think after that happened, I just thought, you know, what's the point anymore? You know, just kind of, you know, started smoking a lot of drugs, things like that. And, you know, just got wrapped up in it all, really. I think that's what most of us do, though, isn't it? When we come into a crisis, we fall back on habits that have got us through previous things. Definitely, yeah, yeah. And I think that's what it was, really. It was, um, you know, which, like I so, uh, sorry, with the counselling thing you were saying, that 
you know, I did try a couple more sessions of that, and you know, after, after I think it was because it was so soon happening, it's just like you know, I don't want to be in it, I don't want to be people asking me these questions, and yeah, it just takes just time, really, I suppose. I think a lot of things in counselling, not all counselling, but a lot of ways they do, they make you relive the trauma and over and over instead of, I don't know, finding ways to carry on with the rest of your life instead of keep going for the thing that's made you bad in the first place. Yeah, definitely. And I've got I've sort of issues with, with my mum from when I was younger and I you know, don't see much of her anymore. Um, and I, I think, you know, after going through that as well, that sort of brought a lot of those sort of memories back and, you know, it's it's a tough thing, really. Um, but with, with like I say, in regards to counselling, it's just it's, like you say, it's not for everyone, really. I think I'm not. I couldn't really tell you the, the million dollar answer to that and tell you what is the answer to, instead of counselling. But for me personally, it didn't seem to to help that much anyway. What what was your medicine? What made you start feeling better? Um, I think just probably just talking about it really i think you know through all the negatives that came out of what happened i think you know i always remember my dad saying to me in the hospital after it happened he was like you know most most people would probably split up now after this and i think even you know my partner said it to me as well she said you know most people would end up splitting up and i've heard a lot of sort of uh blokes um who i've come to contact with you know at work and i think i think a lot of people do split up after things like you know to, a big thing and I think the the positive I take out of it is you know we we're still together now you know we're still well, we're living together you know and I think when the time is right the time will be right again Is there anything you want to try and with Lee? Yeah well, number one thanks for coming on Tom um, we, we only got talking because I, I, I use uh, Tom's barbers where he works and uh, I think he, I think you saw my t-shirt or asked me what I was doing today and I said we was doing this doing yeah, this podcast yeah. with Ed um and you know and uh, but to me your you, your story is so important to tell because there's so many other blokes who uh, who have who are experienced it currently or been there and it, and you're right in what you're saying counseling might not be the answer for these people yeah. it might be but it might not be but you have to you have to find what is the right thing if you're not comfortable with counseling if you're not if you're not comfortable doing that then don't don't feel like you have to do it for the sake of it yeah, and I think yeah. Kev, it's, you know, Kev, Kev mentioned that sometimes it's just too soon to talk, isn't it? It's too. It might be that the council is absolutely fine, but it, it's just too raw for you at that point to to be reliving it. And sometimes you just have to take a step back. Um, it could be a couple of years, it could be a year, you know, and, and then start talking about it when you're ready. Um, but I think there definitely needs to be more in place. After speaking with you, that um, after after the event, because uh, you you mentioned to me that basically, well, you've just mentioned again that basically you were still in a hospital where you could hear babies crying and kind of the world going going on around you after you had yeah. this devastation. And I know you've done some work, haven't you, to to try and um, facilitate a room for that to happen in. Can you, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, yeah. Look, first of all, like you say. Um, there's not a lot sort of going on afterwards um, in terms of like, you know, aftercare. And I mean, first of all, I don't want to sort of, you know, there's probably a lot of people who have had sort of, you know, bad teach, bad things happen to them in, in hospitals. And that, so I don't want to sound like, you know, I'm the only person with that story. But 
I think in terms of, like you say, we've, when it happened, I think they could have possibly, you know, moved us around a little bit or, you know, I, I do think something could have happened there. Um, just in, in terms of aftercare, really, as well. I mean, I don't even think, uh, thinking back now, I don't even think there was a phone call, you know, to her after it happened from the hospital or anything like that. Um, obviously, we did go back to the hospital sort of about a couple of months later, but um, I just felt like, you know, the whole situation, it probably left us very isolated when their family members were trying to obviously make it better. But like you say, you just, like you say, when you, you know, you take a step back, you just, you don't want that kind of thing sometimes. Um, but yeah, in terms of the raising money, um, at the time I was sort of working in an office um, and it was sort of a very big office as well. So um, I sent out one of, an email to one of the guys and they sort of shared it round. Um, and ended up doing the Wolverhampton uh, half marathon. I think that was two, yeah, probably September two thousand and seventeen. Um, and I think we raised, I think it was like just over a thousand pound. We raised, um, and that was obviously that was down to uh, for a charity called Sands, um, which is a charity for yeah stillbirths and neonatal deaths and uh, that kind of thing. Um, something that. I don't think too many people are aware of. Um, that was sort of what the, one of the reasons why we wanted to come on here, really, just to you know raise some awareness for SANS and what they do um, in terms of aftercare and you know support. I think I mentioned to you that um, they do um, a, a eleven aside. They started an eleven aside football team, um, and it was for blokes who'd been through something very similar. Um, I can't remember the, where the area. Was. I think it might have been in London. Um, and now that you know, so they're a really good team, uh, playing every week. And you know, obviously, I think, like you say, with counselling not helping, you know, that probably helps a lot of people on that side of it. You know, going to to play football every week with the mates rather than just sitting in a room with someone you've never met before. So, well, when you're a barber, that's for a lot of you being a barber. I bet you hear loads of people's problems, don't you? That's when you're in the barber seat, you're the most important person in the room, and you will talk about your holidays, what gets you down. Yeah. So, like when you go and have, when you go and have your trims, like when you come to the gym. Yeah. Only, only fifty percent of what I do is coach people. The other bit is listen to the problems. Yeah, That's yeah. why I think like barbers and gyms are so vital, especially to us blokes who don't open up unless we've had a couple of cans or a couple of bags yeah. or something. Yeah. But I think when you've got that person to talk freely to. I think we, we, we're not just that one thing, are we? Many other things. No, definitely. I'm too honest, I'm glad you've said that as well. You know, in regards to the gyms being like barbers, as in, I think I've definitely noticed myself since, you know, this last, uh, sorry, the, after the first lockdown. I think there's a lot more people now who, uh, you know, starting to say, oh, I feel felt a bit anxious or I felt a bit down, or, you know, obviously it's understandable with what's going on at the minute anyway, but. That's making obviously things a lot worse for you know people's mental health, but um, you know, like you say, we're listening to that many different different problems, and that I've oh, that's why I wanted to come on here today. Really, was because you know it's just something that a lot more you know blokes need to be comfortable talking about. So this kind of thing, you know, like you say, it's, you know, especially in my job, it's you know the weather's cold, it's, it's raining outside, or you know you going to Spain this week, or you know, and it, it, it actually. I feel better at the end of the day when I know I've come away speaking to people and, you know, the, you know we've opened up to each other. I don't think there's, you know, like you say, there's not enough of that going on, is there really? And I think, like, in your job, like, uh, the wolves have lost or whatever, and you start talking about the weather, the weather's a bit shitty. The next thing you know, you're going, well, I, I have actually been a bit down. And then before you know it, you're having a, a conversation about something important. 
Yeah, yeah. It's like you say, just what, what Lee was saying before, you know, I think I just, the uh, first thing I asked him was, what are you doing tonight or something like that? He said, do podcasts and, you know, here we are. It's just, you don't know where these things can lead to. And I think, you know, the one thing what I've learned definitely a lot in the last couple of years is, you know, we, whatever we're feeling and at the time, you know, it feels like you're the only person in the world going through it. It's, you know, the, it's that's definitely not true at all because there's so many different people going through different, you know, things and uh, you just you just don't know, dear, until you sort of start talking. That's why I think it's important. Brave people like yourself come on and talk. So then that opens up the door because next time, what's what's the name of your barbers? Uh, it's Dreams, Stowbridge. Bridge. So next time someone goes in there, you never know. They might be there going, I've been through that. And you can be a, a wall to lean on for each other, can't you? Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. And like I say, for me personally, anyway, definitely some, you know, growing up and getting a bit older and stuff, I think, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll come away at the end of the day and, I, you know, I feel better for, you know, if someone's opened up to me and you know, I'm not naming any names or anything, but I know that, you know, I've got a customer who lost a wife to cancer, uh, probably I think it was like the end of last year. And, you know, I think that was one of the first moments, really, where, I, you know, I'd spoke to someone and listening to his story and, you know, that I went home, you know, I was thinking about it and I think, you know, it's better to to know that other people are, you know, going through these things as well, you know, better than, than just being on your own, in your own mind thinking about it. That's a problem sometimes, isn't it, Tom? You can get lost in your own thoughts and um, sometimes you just have to look further afield and realise that, you, you know, you're not the only one who's been there and done it. And that does offer a bit of comfort sometimes. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's um, like you say, it just it just takes time, really. As, as bad as everything seems, it's like anything. Life, I always think where you know, as bad as it seems at the time, you know, a week, a month, a year later, you just you know, it doesn't seem so bad. You know, even not not that it isn't bad, but it, you know, it always you can always get round things and you know, find the answers. It's just finding a way to deal with it, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. And again, you know, I've just things like exercising, you know, I find, not that I do it enough anymore, but, you know, just the times where I've got up in the morning and gone for a run or, you know, gone to the gym before work, you do feel, you know, brilliant for it. And, you know, I think once you're in that routine and you're doing it and, you know, you feel a lot better for it. And I think, to be honest, you know, even things like listening to music, going to the gym and, you know, you think these things when you when you hear them off people at the time, you think, you know, they, this isn't going to help a lot really, but, you know, just little things like that in the morning, it puts such a buzz onto your day and, you know, puts you in a better, better frame of mind. I, I think if I've got the name of the charities right, Acorns, I think they do a lot for this. And my friend lost um, his little boy, uh, it's Brody, something, the Brody Trust. So yeah. if we can find it, we'll put it in the show notes. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, but I think have, having people uh, like yourself come on and talking, I think it is remarkable because the, the, the blokes will just either go straight back to work or they will drink heavily, get off the nut. And what we should be doing is getting together in a community and just not saying it'll be all right because it won't be all right. You've, you've lost something so special, but it's learning how you can then process it better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree with that totally. Um you know, it's just a case of, um, I, you know, I think I remember going to, I think it was at the doctor's a, a couple of years ago and I was just, just talking to the doctor about it and, 
you know, he showed, I think he just showed me this cycle and it was, you know, going through all the different stages after, you know, grief. And a lot of people don't understand. I mean, I didn't understand at the time what grief was. I didn't even know I was going through grief. But, you know, there's actually like sort of five uh, stages in, in grief. And, you know, I can't remember them all off the top of my head now. But, you know, there's, there's a part so where one's anger, you know, sort of sadness and, and different ones. And it, like, it, it, it does take a lot of time, really, to, to process that and, and, you know, go through that cycle, really. And I think it's one of those things that, at the time, you want to rush through it, but it, it's a, it's something that has to take its time. And one day you're fine, next day you're in a in, in a terrible place again. But we we all grieve differently, don't we? But we've got to find your medicine. You've got to find your own medicine. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, it's like you know, sometimes like you say, I I can go, you know, sort of the whole day not even thinking about it, and then. You know, just going through some, you know, photos on my phone or something, and you know, looking at, at when she was born and stuff, and, and and just just little things like that, really, you know, just sets it off again. Um, you know, you've just got to try and just keep positive, really, aren't you? And just you know, keep keep going on, like you say, talk about it. You know, I, I can we can I can openly talk to it about with my partner anyway. You know, we 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 do have conversations about it, and you know, she has days where she thinks about her being born and. And I have my days, but I think, you know, like you say, you've just got to just give things time and just, you know, it will get better. That, that's a process in itself, isn't it, Tom? <clears throat> Getting used to being able to talk with your partner. Um, I think I told you before, I've got a disabled daughter and um, I've me and my wife, you know, she's just, my girl's been through hell and back in hospitals and, and whatever else. And me and my wife would never really talk about it. You get over that period that disaster that hospital visit or whatever and then you just kind of want to forget about it and move on but i think it's important to be able to talk yeah, it might not yeah. be, again it might not be straight away but you've got to be able to look back and go because i found myself the same i would i'll go i'll go through my phone of when she was in on life support and stuff like that and i, I literally couldn't look at the pictures for years yeah, i couldn't yeah. look at the pictures i didn't want to didn't want to see him didn't want to um but over time that gradually gets easier, and I think it's important that you do look back. It also gives you, with things like that, it gives you a look of how far she's come now as well. You know, um, yeah, it's yeah. not quite the same experience in your sense, but I think opening up to, to your partner is very important, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, like when you were talking about the photos, and it was, you know, I remember at the time, uh, just, just after it happened, you know, I'd didn't see too much of her uh, when it when it actually happened. But you know, a few hours later, one of the midwives come around and you know sort of said, "Do you want to come and have a look at her?" And yeah, you know, I remember going in there with my stepmom and 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 she said what you've just said. Then basically, you know, she was like, "I, I didn't really want to go in there." And she was like, "You know, if you don't take a picture now, you're never going to have anything to you know, look back on." And um, you know, I'm just glad that she did really. Yeah, yeah. I can imagine that's a very hard room to walk into. Yeah, definitely, mate. It's, you know, probably one of the def- definitely the worst thing I've ever done or worst place I've ever been. It was uh, just not 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 a nice experience at all, really. But on on the other hand, you know, looking back at it now, it was, I'm just so glad that I did go in there. Thirty five cent. See, to me, what you've said there is probably one of the most vital things of the conversation because I think a lot of blokes are going to be in that position where going, I don't want to walk through that door for yeah. obvious reasons. I don't want to see this. But you saying actually. At the time, yeah, it, it is horrible. But you, I think you're saying to me that you're glad you actually went through and did it and, and took that moment with your daughter. 
Yeah, yeah, definitely. And, and that's something like you said, speaking about with um, you know, your partners and stuff, we we, we I've spoke said to her, you know, I'm glad that I did do it. And obviously, you know, she's definitely more than, more than the same, really. She was glad that she did it. Um, but I think, you know, just going back to what you said before as well about, you know, people not talking to their partners as well, which is, you know, if, if you are living with your partner at home and definitely in my job, you know, I hear a lot of almost people kind of against their partner sometimes in terms of, you know, if you just say, oh, can, you know, can we have a chat or there is someone there or if, even if it's your mate, you know, someone will have a chat with you about it. What was your family like? Your your dad and your stepmom were they very supportive? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I think in midst of all this, you know, looking back on it now, it's definitely. I mean, I've always sort of you know got on with my dad, but you know, just being me being a little bit of a knob at times. When I was younger and you know messing around and not realizing later on in life things that he'd been telling me to do for years that I didn't do. <laughs> Um, We've all been there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but I think, you know, it definitely brought us closer together, really. Um, you know, like I've definitely had conversations with him since that happened that, you know, I'd, things I didn't know or, you know, things we've been through. And, you know, it, like you say, it brings you closer together, really. Well, I think I think that's remarkable. Uh, we won't have it too long today. And is there, is there anything that you'd like to say, Tom? I'm going to ask you in a moment. Uh, to come up with a quote but before we go into the quote is there anything you'd like to just say to everyone out there listening to this um i think you know more than anything not not just to do with you know sort of my subject of story just just in general you know just sort of you know be nice to each other just talk to each other ask ask people you know how are you doing ask you know what they're up to you know because it you know, I think nowadays as well, you know, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to work out people's emotions as well. I mean, you know, if you can, you know, see someone and, you know, look at them, you know, just ask them how they're doing or, you know, ask if they're all right. Because, they're, like you say, we do need to, to talk more about just things in general, really. Lee, is there anything you'd like to say before? No, just uh, just thank you for coming on. I know it's it's been um, probably a tough experience. Um it's not the, you know, me and Kev have been doing this podcast over a year now, and it's not the easiest thing to do when you've not done anything like it before, as, as me and Kev experienced to begin with, and especially yeah. not easy to do when you're talking about things that are emotional, you know. Uh, uh, so thank you for coming on, Tom. Very uh, brave. No problem at all, honestly. Thanks for having me. And as a, I'm going to seem like a bit of a bastard now after how brave you've been. But I always put people on the spot. Have you got any quotes or sayings that have helped you get through tough times? I've got to be honest, mate, I haven't really. Um, yeah, I know you've been put on the spot a bit there. Um, <laughs> That's I usual. Know, I guess be, be kind, really. If, if I can, anything, yeah. Be kind, I think that's the best quote that anyone can say. It's the easiest thing to do. So, once again, brother, thank you ever so much for coming no on. No problem, mate. Thank you. So till we see each other next time, take care of yourselves and each other. Ta-ra a bit. Listen, listen, listen. And that's a wrap for another show. But if there are any comments or messages that you would like us to read out for our next podcast, please be in touch. There are also lots of different organisations at the bottom of this page and hopefully they can help you or someone you care about. Please share this to spread the word. Until we talk next time, ta-ra a bit. Listen, listen.